Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a sole episode and I want to follow up on my last episode where I talked about how to have a successful fat loss phase in 2024. And what I want to follow up with here is the most common fat loss plateaus that I see and that people run into. But before I dive into that, I want to first go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training and nutrition lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And this happens more than people realize. So we dive into that through feedback and the check-in process and everything like that. If you're interested in learning more, you can learn more in the show notes. There's a link to my website that goes over the coaching. You can reach out to me on Instagram and or you can follow the application in the show notes as well too. If you aren't interested in doing full coaching, I do one-on-one off one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, what it is, how to do it, I have my masterclass on this topic and you can find the link to that in the show notes. Next, a few don't follow me, make sure you give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, and that's where I'm most active on social media. And if you have any questions and need to reach out to me on anything, that's again, where the easiest place to reach me. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So again, it's so just last week, sorry, when I record these, it's not last week yet, but obviously when this comes out. So episode 388, I go over how to set up, how, how to have this a successful fat loss phase in 2024. Make sure you watch that. You can watch it either after this or before this, but either way, what I want to do today is go over the most common fat loss plateaus I see. Plateaus are frustrating, but they are inevitable. Inevitable, It's going to happen. And I think working through them requires you to be honest with yourself and then push through what through whatever is, is causing you to plateau. So a lot of times when, when you plateau at something, you really do have to d- dive deep into, and you have to be honest with yourself in terms of what's going on. And we'll talk about some common ones that I see. Um, but then on top of that, not only do you have to be like, crap, I do need to work on that, but also then the challenging part is working through those plateaus and, and coming up with a game plan to work through them. And so I want to go over the most common ones I see that cause people to flatten out from a fat loss perspective here. And the, the big thing is to make you realize that, hey, it might be a little bit deeper than just like metabolic adaptation or something like that. So anyways, the very first one, and this one is the most obvious, but it needs to be brought up because it is the most common one, and that's adherence has slipped. Look, sticking to a calorie deficit in today's environment is very tough. Again, it's easy to not move, not expend energy. It's easy to get a ton of calories without having to expend energy. Everything, again, is shifting towards just being in that large, in, in some sort of calorie surplus because, again, of 
the foods that we have available and how easy they are to access, how cheap they are compared, how, how cheap and easy they are. And then now even you, we add in things like Grubhub or DoorDash, right? Like now you don't even have to go out and walk down to your car to go get food. You can literally just walk five steps and have your food delivered to you and you can get two, 3,000 calories and no problem. Whereas let's think back to when we evolved, you, in order to get a ton of calories, you really had to expend energy to get it, right? Whether that was climbing up into a tree to get it, digging for it, killing an animal for it, like you had to do things to uh, get that food in. And, and, and so there's this mismatch now, right? Again, not only is it the food, it's very calorie dense. You can get a ton of calories for very little amount, but again, you don't have to work for it. And again, these, this, like these, this calorie density, these highly palatable foods, the high calorie dense foods, like these are foods that our brain craves as well too, right? Because again, again, if we think about how we mostly evolved, it was, Hey, you have to expend a lot of energy to maybe not get a ton of energy in that process. So the brain wants food that's, oh, hey, cool. We don't have to work very hard for this. We don't have to expend much energy to get it. It has a lot of calories. Like that's that magic formula there. So your brain really does want that um, type of food. And so because of this, and then obviously we have things that cause us to not get great sleep. We have more things to do overall, which leads to higher stress levels, which those all impact hunger and cravings, right? Who you hang out with, all these things just lead to this, like this, everything comes to a head here. And so it's it, it, in order to drop weight and to be in a calorie deficit, like it requires work and sacrifice day in and day out. Like you really have to go out of your way. Right. And then, like I said, on top of that, when you do drop weight, you know, we, you do have this drive to consume more food or to want to consume more food. You, you also have that drive to consume more calorie dense type food as well too. So th these can all just be challenges that make it very challenging. And so chances are you don't have bad genetics or metabolic adaptation that's causing you to not lose fat. It's just that fat loss dieting is tough and monotonous, leading to adherence slipping the longer you go. So again, it's just hard to stick with that in today's modern environment. And then also it depends on what your habits were in the past as well. If you were used to not like the newer you are to fitness and nutrition, again, you have that barrier to, to get going as well too. And you're, you rely on what's what you're used to there on that. And, and and again, we also have to think the longer you fat loss diet, the tougher it is to stick with it, right? Motivation is going to go down as you go through it. You're going to be hungrier. So you're going to want to eat more. So again, motivation to continue to do these things goes down the further you get, but the further you get into it, the more weight you lose, the tougher it is and the more you have to be on top of it. So again, it's this challenge here. At the end of the day, it's typically adherence that causes people to not be able to stick to a calorie deficit, right? Nine, not nine times out of 10, but seven to eight times out of 10, maybe even more than that. This is what's going to be the, the, the issue here is again, maybe somebody stays on track for five days out of the week. And then they have two days where they quote unquote slip up, or they just aren't on track it like they were. And then that ends up causing people to, Hey, you're in a deficit for the entire week. And then the weekend comes. And then that causes you to end up being closer to your maintenance for the entire week. Maybe it doesn't fully put you in maintenance, but it's like now you were losing 0.75% of your body weight per week. And now you're losing 0.1%. Again, that's a lot tougher to then, then now we combine this with you're not seeing the results that you want to see because it's much slower and then motivation goes down and it's just this trickle down effect here with this, right? Again, adherence is the big thing and it's because fat loss dieting is tough. You have to do it day after day. It requires hard work and sacrifice day in and day out. And I think that's a big thing too that I see with people is because it requires work and sacrifice day in and day out, it, it, it just it can be it can be draining, right? So then it goes down to the monotonous and, and the monotony side of things and, and and whatnot. And it can just be draining to have to do that. It's like, again now you're you're six weeks into your fat loss diet. You're hungry. Your friends want to go out. You're sitting there seeing tasty food around. And it's maybe you can stick with that one time, and then a week later the same thing happens. And eventually it just this is just just way too hard. Everything pulls you away from that, right? So again, adherence 
overall is the big thing here with this. And like I said, the dieting kind of half of the time throughout the week, half half the time not, that's where a lot of people get themselves uh, into trouble. And then it's, I'm dieting, I'm doing everything I need to, what's going on? But again, and to, to go back to the calorie thing, on top of that, like even a little, if you go out to eat with people and you have, there's tasty food around, there's drinks, stuff like that. Unfortunately, those calories add up pretty quickly. So you don't feel like you're eating a lot. And it's like, how can that happen? But those calories can really add up quickly to where now you are closer to your maintenance or just a very small deficit that you don't notice. So again, adherence is the big one. And this is the one that I think really gets people to have to be honest with themselves when, when looking into it, right? It's easy to be like, hey, it's something else, right? It can't just be that. But fortunately, it's very challenging to do. And that's why you don't see a lot of people that are very low body fat levels in today's world. That It's not an easy thing to do. And again, that's not to say that they're better or anything like that. That's not true at all. It's just they have found out some way to work with the modern environment. They have found some way to stick with it for at least a period of time. Again, maybe they do have slightly better genetics, right? So they have found a way to work through these things. And again, that's ultimately what I want to do with clients is find ways to work with the modern environment, their their individual body, their genetics, things like that, to figure out how can we make this something that, that can stick. But understanding that, hey, if we don't make some change, it's going to be hard to get to where you want to go there. And so this kind of goes back to, so the number, the second one, the other most common fat loss plateau is being on track 70, 80% of the time, you're on track for four to six days out of the week, but then you have one to three days per week where you just wing it and you just don't care, right? You end up being closer to your maintenance calories for the week, even though you feel like you're on track. So again, 70, 80%, four to six days out of the week, that's a pretty good amount, right? That's your, you're spending a lot of time really making these choices. But then if you have one day where you do just one, two days where you just say, I'm not going to track, I'm not really going to do what I normally do. I'm just going to enjoy Unfortunately, like I said, that could lead to you being closer to maintenance. So you maintain your weight for the entire week and, and then also, or just a very small deficit where it's again, hardly noticeable for you. And then you lose motivation there because again, the big issue being when you're not on track on these days, what do you do? Is it, do you not focus on anything? Do you, when you don't track, say you track your food during the week and then you don't track on the weekend, are you less accountable to yourself? And again, usually the foods that you're going to eat during that period of time are going to be more calorie dense. So it's going to be easier to get those, have those calories add up. Again, this is a big one here is, and this has to go with adherence, but this is a very common one that I see. Okay. Week we're good. Weekends, we fall off a little bit and then it ends up being very hard to stick with what you're doing. And again, 70, 80% of the time is a big chunk of it. So you really feel like you are on track, but again, what you do with that last 10, 15, 20, 30% is, you know, what I feel like allows people to see the results they want and, and, and doesn't. Number three, now we start running into some genetic things here, not genetic things, but things that your body's going to run into, right? It's not necessarily your fault here. So you've lost more than 10% of your body weight, right? Once you lose about 10% of your body weight, the body will start to resist weight loss a bit more, right? So we're going to have things like increased hunger. We're going to have increased cravings for highly palatable, tasty foods. Energy levels are going to go down the drain, right? Your body's going to be like, hey, we're not getting a lot of food in. We've lost a good amount of weight. Hey, we need to dial back our energy output. So we're going to naturally push you. If, you don't re if you're not aware of this, you don't realize that your body, you, you start to feel more lethargic. You don't want to do as much and let your body downregulating things to, to wear so it doesn't have to expend as much energy, right? And then with that, there's some hormonal adjustments as well too, right? For example, things like thyroid will, will start to slow down, right? And this is where women sometimes when they lose more 10% 10, 10 more of their body weight and they continue on, they may lose their menstrual cycle, right? So this is your body just telling you, hey, we got to really slow down here. And, and then now you can, you combine this with this modern food environment we have, and it can be really challenging, right? And so that makes it tough to stick with a calorie deficit. And so this is why I have clients break fat loss phases up into chunks versus going at it 
all at one time, right? Client will lose around 10% of their body weight. Things start to slow down. Motivation goes down, right? Because maybe they're not seeing results uh, as quickly as they were initially. They're feeling hungry, so they have this drive to eat. Their energy levels are lower, so they have this less drive to, to move around and to do anything, right? Not just to exercise, like to, they lose motivation to do a lot of things. And then again, thyroid starts to slow down. So you can, you feel that physically, maybe your gut health starts to slow down a little bit as well too. All these things drive you to want to be like, this sucks. Why am I doing this? So this is where we implement these diet breaks or maintenance phases, these periods where, hey, now we're going to increase calories a little bit, get you more food in, let your body recover and feel good. And obviously try to limit as much weight gain in that process on the way as we start to increase calories. But I always tell people, hey, if you're weight training in this process, you're getting good sleep, you are eating a good overall diet quality, the amount of fat that you're going to gain is going to be very minimal, right? Where people get themselves into trouble is when they take these breaks in between fat loss phases. It's when they just go, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to, I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to do whatever. That's where you will see body fat start to accumulate. And that's where people get get into trouble here. The goal is to be like, hey, let's take off about 10 to 15% now. Let's maintain that for a little bit. Let your body catch up. Let your habits catch up to that new body weight. Maintain that for a little bit. Now let's go back to a fat loss phase. You're fresh. You're at a lower body weight. You're just coming at the diet and in a much better, again, physically and mentally as well too. So again, I can't stress this enough how important this is to, once you get around that 10% mark, really start to pay attention to what's going on. With clients, again, and like I said, it's typically around 10 If client has lost a little bit more than 10%, they're still feeling good. They they have high motivation to keep losing. Things aren't slowing down. Then we do keep going, right? It's not like, okay, once you get to 10%, it's cut it off. You do need to see what is going on there with that. So the next one is current body fat levels are out of line with current lifestyle slash nutrition habits. So as you lose more body fat and you get leaner, it becomes tougher to lose more, right? A lot of times people's current lifestyle nutrition habits aren't in line with what it takes to get leaner. So you need to ask yourself, if you're willing to make the sacrifices it takes to get leaner. So this is something that a lot of people don't talk about. Hey, I want to be X amount body fat. I want to get to X amount weight, but they also don't understand that is going to require some lifestyle change, some habit change and certain habits and certain lifestyles and certain nutrition habits that again, maybe you aren't willing to make, right? And and so you have to make sure, like you have to ask yourself if you're willing to do that. Just because again, as you get leaner and leaner, like it is going to require more sacrifice. It is going to require better habits. It's going to require better mindset. It's just going to require a lot of different things. And again, maybe in your head, that's what you want. But if you aren't pairing up the things that you need to do, it's going to, you're going to find this, it's going to feel like you're going uphill um, essentially. So really what this comes down to is you need to, in, in, in conjunction, when you're at a, you need to also work on the habit side of thing and make sure that those things are lined up. This is why a lot of like weight loss challenges don't work because it teaches people how to, Hey, here, you, you know how to cut weight in a short amount of time or get to a certain weight in a certain amount of time. But you know, a lot of those things that they do in that process aren't sustainable long-term. So then they naturally go back to what they did before and then they, they gain the weight and then say, Hey, this worked before. So now I'm going to do that. And it ends up being this vicious cycle where you never actually learn how to be at that new body weight, that new body fat level. So again, this is where implementing those things like those maintenance phases at certain body weights can be super helpful versus, okay, let's get you to 160. Okay, cool. You got to 160. See you later. And then boom, that's where weight comes on because again, they didn't practice being at that body weight at any period of time. So again, really check back to make sure that your lifestyle and nutrition habits are in line with how lean you want to get um, as well too. The next plateau is, you know, maybe you do just need to adjust calories or movement. In some cases, you do need to decrease calories further or move a bit more. And this can happen because maybe you set your calories too high initially um, or your body adapted to the current calorie deficit. So you'll see this happen where, you know, you're dropping weight, things are going well, and then they slow down, right? Maybe adherence is still great. You're still motivated, but things just slow down. All these other things are check 
hey, maybe you do need to just decrease your calories by five-ish percent, 10-ish percent potentially, right? And that can be a, something that's, okay, hey, now you're back in an energy deficit and then you can go back to losing weight. As you can see, at some point there does, you do get to a point where you can't do that anymore. So we, this is something that isn't going to always work. Again, this is where we have to take into consideration how much weight you've lost. Again, are you at around 10%? Um, again, if you're at 5% and things slow down, but you're feeling pretty good, you want to keep going. This is again, where you can make this adjustment to decrease calories or potentially increase your movement, right? Especially if you have some wiggle room on either, right? So if you have 2000 calories you're working with and you're like, Hey, I've gone a little bit lower before I'm comfortable with going to 1800. Okay. Then you obviously can do that. If you're at 1500 and you're like, man, I really don't feel comfortable dropping anymore. You have to have that conversation of one, can you increase your movement a little bit and, or can you, or do you need to uh, take a break from fat loss for a period of time and then reevaluate and see how it looks from there and add muscle, right? That would be the, the other kind of thing there's, Hey, you probably need to add some muscle to your frame at that point. Or, hey, maybe just getting that lean is not in the cards for you and not something that you want to push, right? So again, you, ha you have the option there. And then same thing with movement. If you're somebody who is getting 20,000 steps already, going to 25,000 likely isn't going to have much return and it's just going to be frustrating and going to use up a lot of time and you're not going to be able to commit to that, right? And so again, you just have to see where you're at there with that. Next, and this kind of goes back to adherence, but sneaky calories could be coming in. Sneaky calories are things you don't account for or forget to account for. Think things like alcohol, snacking and grazing, oils and butters, condiments, low calorie items, meal out of, meals out at restaurants, etc. If you have plateaued, check to see if you are forgetting to account for these or if you just don't realize how quickly they add up, right? It could be something where... Maybe you're like, oh crap, I didn't know I needed to track that. Or, hey, I didn't realize that this drink has calories in it. I've been having three of those a day. Or, hey, I didn't realize that I have been snacking throughout the day and it was just little handfuls here and there, but I was not being honest with myself and let those get in. Or, oh crap, I do cook with a good amount of oil that I don't check. Again, maybe you have supplements that you're not tracking or putting in there and that can account for calories. And the meals out at restaurants, right? So, oh, hey, it says it's 500 calories, but what are the chances it's actually 500 calories? Probably not. Again, that can be off based on the chef, the person working and whatnot there. So again, look to see if you have any sneaky calories coming in. And this is again, a big one that, that typically holds people back more than they think. Uh, another reason for fat loss plateaus are people just rely too much on exercise to drop weight. If you go from not doing much to moving slash exercising more, you will likely drop weight initially. You're expending more energy. That's going to tip that energy balance in, in the favor in, in the favor that you want it to. The more weight you, you lose and the more slash longer you do this, your body will start to adapt and exercise becomes a much better tool for maintaining body weight than decreasing it. So again, if, if you rely on exercise, oh, I've, I've plateaued, now I just need to do more. And then you keep doing more, but then your body adapts to that. So you keep having to do more and more to, to get the same response. So we want to make sure that we are, and this is where you have to be honest and okay, maybe I do need to look at my nutrition um, as well, or improve that a little bit more. Maybe that's my limiting factor, not exercising more. So again, you still exercise. Sorry, it said my microphone changed. You still need to exercise, but be careful if you rely on it for weight loss, right? That's the biggest thing that we want to be careful with is just relying on it for exercise. And again, I think once you start to get accustomed to moving a lot, I think movement is a very good tool for maintaining your body weight. And it's not going to be something that's going to drive weight loss past a, a certain point. And that's going to come down to your nutrition there on that. So last one, losing muscle. So when you lose muscle, you become hungrier, making sticking to your fat loss phase much tougher. You become hungrier, lower energy, and not to mention muscles, what gives your body that shape and definition. So focus on losing body fat and building, maintaining muscle, not just on dropping scale weight. So a lot of times, a lot of these methods of people partake in to drop weight quickly or for weight loss challenges usually involves things that are going to risk muscle loss. So people lose muscle in the process and in a process that already 
will potentially risk muscle loss, which is being in a calorie deficit. But then what you do in that process, if it's really just focused on dropping scale weight, could lose to losing muscle or could lead to losing muscle. And again, that's just, you're not going to feel great. Your, your, your look's going to get worse. You're going to feel smaller, but not like any more defined or anything like that, which leads to people being like, I need to lose more weight. And it just is this vicious cycle, you know, really make sure that you're prioritizing fat loss and, and building, maintaining muscle um, in this process. So those are the most common fat loss plateaus that I see people run into. I'd love to hear if there's any that you struggle with or you have questions on. If so, reach out to me on Instagram. I hope this helps you set up a fat loss phase for 2024. And then if you run into any plateaus, which are inevitable, you're able to work through them there on that. So that's it for this episode. I'll chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.